Mike check, Mike check. Mike check, Mike checka. <laughs> Cheers. You do it without it. <laughs> Cheers, man. Mm. Oh, yes, sir. Mictors. Mictors. It's the first time we've ever tried Mictors. And I, uh, oh, I was so hoping weird. you were going to say that. <laughs> it's so weird. I can admit that. Like, um, we uh, try. Oh, I, okay. Kind of lying. Went back. Let's go backwards. We were just in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. We should have done a podcast from there, but we are, uh, we have a lot of equipment that we're not even sure if we need all the equipment, but we have a lot of equipment <laughs> to get this done. And so we didn't really want to bring it down. That is true. Plus, plus we kind of wanted it not to be like something that we had to do if we didn't want to do it. We want to enjoy the weekend, the music, the bourbon. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was called, uh, uh, Bourbon oh and Beyond. Bourbon and Beyond. I'm so sorry. Blanked. Yeah, Bourbon and Beyond in Louisville, Kentucky. And we have talked about Louisville before. It's a magnificent small oh city in America. New magnificent. Lou. New, New Lou. Lou. They have all this, all this, um, uh, you know, like they're very progressive. They have all these uh, nice shops and like um, little family owned, you know, single owner you know, bars and restaurants and uh, coffee shops and yep. clother, clothing retailers. And, and yes, the bourbon. And bourbon. Everywhere. Bourbon everywhere. And uh, man, we went down and saw some awesome bands. Our old school at Killers. <laughs> I know. That was such a great God, show. It was, that was awesome. such a great show. I would recommend, highly recommend, if I'm assuming that <laughs> the majority of the people who actually do even listen to this show are probably in our age range. <laughs> and... Uh, I highly suggest going to see the killers because they are that band that you remember like, man, they rocked. Oh, rocked. Yeah. It was great. And I was so, so impressed. Yeah. So we, um, we tried Mictors there for the first time and, uh, man, I know why everybody really likes it. It's a smooth, very smooth. Oh uh, yeah. Caramely kind of, but not over caramel, you know, it has a good bite. Yeah. Great finish. Great color. Great nose. I mean, you can't go wrong with this bad boy. Yeah. I understand now where most uh, bourbon drinkers I've heard talk about it. You know, what would be the one that you'd introduce people to drinking bourbon or what would yeah. be your first bourbon, et cetera. And I get, hear Michter's get brought up a lot. Yeah. In the sense yeah. of that. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. What are we, uh, what are we talking about this week? You know, the last uh, time, oh, by the way, I want to apologize for every, to everyone. <laughs> And the last podcast, we talked about growth and not cursing as much. And then I listened to our own podcast and I realized I cursed, I think, four times after that. So what we I think what Jeremy I came to agreement on is that um, it, there were some times when we used multiple bad words in mul like just there wasn't even a sentence other than the curse words. <laughs> and so uh, I think almost we, like we were competing. Yeah. How many right curse words, we curse words we can so, use in one sentence. Uh, you know, give us some time, you know, and give us some grace. Everyone we're, we're, we're trying works in progress. Yeah, man. exactly. Uh, actually we ended, uh, where I want to apologize. I got on this rant about zoom calls and stuff <laughs> and you talked about like why you need the meetings yeah. and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it gave me some pause, yeah. you know, cause I'm a work in progress as well. Yeah. And it made me think about, um, communication. Oh, not just in work, but in life. Yeah. You know, the combination of listening, uh, understanding, and then also being able to communicate what you're like feeling or hoping to accomplish yeah. or just information. Like yeah, sometimes 100%. we need meetings to communicate the information. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, that's awesome. <laughs> I listened to that part thanks. too. I listened to that part too. And I was, I was like, this is funny because my day is just meetings. If yeah. I show you, you know, and it's so funny when you started saying that I was laughing inside my head. I'm like, Oh my God, if he only knows or knew what my schedule looks like <sighs> for Monday, Laura will show me her schedule for like a Monday or a Tuesday. Yeah. She's like, this is what my day looks like. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Smash. And, and I 100% agree with you that, uh, I believe there is a balance and there's ways to get communication across without having to have a meeting. But I think what it's funny when I was listening to the last one, I was thinking about how it actually, it's funny because we talk about during COVID how alone we felt and how much we wanted to be with people. And that's what meetings do, right? They bring people together. Yeah. And a lot of times, in my opinion, it's the person leading the meeting or the meeting subject itself that's going to make it um, a productive meeting or a non-productive meeting. The leader themselves has to make it productive. They have to make sure that everybody knows coming out of the meeting that it was a productive meeting, they, they got something from it, and that they know what they have to do moving forward. They yeah. have clear direction of where to go after the meeting. They agree on if whatever topic they're steps deciding on. Steps that have to be taken, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. They, everybody comes out of that meeting with a clear indication and clear uh, direction in which they have to go to get whatever it is done. They decided they were going to get done in the meeting. Yeah. And that's on the leader. So, you know, I agree that when you have meetings that don't go anywhere, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like that's the biggest waste of time and people know it and people know it right away. And then they're like, great, we're gonna have another meeting <laughs> because, <laughs> because five in a row have been moment, yeah. nothing. So I 100% agree with you. Thanks for that. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you. I think uh, there's two things that I always think about. This is more work-related when it comes to communication. Uh, one is how tone is conveyed mm. via email, text, oh, correspondence. Yeah. Um, and then the second is the speed in which we live and then the style in which information is conveyed. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is, I don't know about you, most of my emails now are probably bullet point based. Mm, yeah. Right? Yes, I'm yes, like, yes. hey, yeah. bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. Yep. Here's a little bit of context. Yeah. All right, get out of here. Yeah. And in my mind, right, you want to say things like, dude, how are you doing? Hope all is well. All these things, yeah. right? And you would want to hope that the person on the other side is reading this, but I yeah. know how busy everyone is. Yeah. And so I hear so often and remember right. so often, right. just give me the bullet points. Cause I need Cause to get going. Like envision a time where you would walk up to somebody and, uh, say exactly how you wrote the email to that person. So, Hey Jason, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? Bye. Would you ever literally say it like that? No way. So you no say, way. you say, Hey man, how you doing? How you, I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Good, good. How's the kids? Okay. Hey, did you get this done? Or remember we talked about this? And then you add all these nuances to your conversation because the person's right in front of you. Right. And so you understand that that piece of the communication process is important and it's going to con try to, you're going to probably, um, get more out of that kind of conversation when you massage that the verbiage and everything then versus if you literally read what your email would say to them face to face, right. it wouldn't be the same. Right. But in email form, you're like, this is email. I don't like to write. I don't like to write emails and I don't like to read emails. So I'm going to make this as short and sweet as possible. Right. And sometimes it can be interpreted negatively. Yeah. yeah. Like it's cold yeah. or, um, uh, abrasive. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to my other point that goes beyond work is tone. 
seems to be everything to everyone about everything in our day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. I know that my kids respond to my tone differently. Mm-hmm. I have to adjust yeah. in that. Yeah. Obviously my wife. Yeah. Tone is a big factor. <clears throat> <laughs> Love you, Laura. Yeah. Uh, but when I think about trying to communicate, right? And here's the thing. I always try to envision that the best relationship you can have, the best success you can have is your ability to communicate well, Yeah. to listen to a problem, to digest and understand a problem and come up with a couple of ideas or a direction to take for a solution, right? Yeah. That makes yeah. you valuable. Yeah. And when I think about uh, post-pandemic, one of the things that we got out of practice of doing is how to kind of connect with each other mm-hmm. and then in turn, how to communicate with each other. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, you, man, but when we had masks on, yeah. And you'd be looking at someone talk, yeah. but you can't see their mouth move yeah, and yeah. their facial expressions, yeah. et cetera. Yep. I, I found it to be a little bit challenging trying yeah. to understand each other. And so 100%. on the other side of that, now us on this new world, whatever you want to call it, when we talk and when we communicate now, uh, I feel like there's not a lot of patience for each other mm. in the world. And so you have to be able to get something out quickly. I think that there's some social awkwardness that's been on residual since the pandemic. I feel like it's more with the, and again, I hate uh, that we, I'm not poo-pooing the generation. It's really not the generation that's in there. So we're in our forties. It's not like the thirties generation. It's the twenties generation. Right. And like the next like high, high teens, like 19 year olds that, you know, work for me, you know, they, it is not their fault. Their communication has been always been through technology. Right. And they have a very hard time. A lot of them talking to you and ha- holding a conversation. Now, a lot of it has to do with your being young. We all think back to our twenties and think that we were the best communicators and the best listeners. And because we've grown from there. And right. so we don't remember what kind of idiots, not, uh, you know, should be very careful with that. How, how just un- immature we were, you know, cause we're young. Yeah, we were young. And so, um, you know, you forget, and I'm sure we were very much like them in the sense of our forty uh, or something, our forty something at that time. We're like, I rolled us. These kids don't, yeah. come, you know, the way they talk, which is 100 percent true. We were wearing like baggy pants and oversized sweatshirts, and they we looked like idiots, you know, to them. Yeah. And um, so, but I think. The interesting thing is it's, it's all technology right now. It's, it's very, there's uncomfortable, um, uh, presence, I guess when you're, when, when you, they, it feels like they feel uncomfortable. Like you said, having face-to-face conversations or just talking, you know, to each other, they'd rather do it over the phone. Yeah. Through text message or whatever, whatever app you know, they're using, yeah. which <clears throat> it's all evolution, right? It's, you know, they're going to look at the state, the stage and maybe think like, wow, the communication went from always having to talk to somebody to the ability to communicate instantaneously with somebody across the globe, right? They're going to look at that, you know, however many thousand, a thousand years from now and go, wow, this period of time was so crazy. They went from communicating on a daily basis without phones, like letters to a phone that can text something to somebody in Asia within the period of like 40 years or 50, true, 60 years of evolution of the hundreds of thousands of years that we did something some way 
agriculture, you know, um, the way that we traveled, the way that we moved around for hundreds of thousands of years. And then all of a sudden in like 1900, it went pew, the, the communication, the traveling, the everything, technology, the, 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 um, the relationship we have with like machines, like this is a machine I'm talking into right now. The, the cars are machines. The computers are machines. Like our integration of machines into human beings, daily activities and the evolution, like our brains are getting smarter because we have Google. We can look up anything. You know, we don't have to worry about manually doing everything every day. We now have our brains are working more to help us not have to do things manually. We invent things that help us. Right. So all this technology, they're going to look back at that time and go, wow, the period of time is so short in the evolution of human you know, beings. It's going to be pretty cool. And so the communication, what you're saying right now, when I think about it is we're still learning every day. Like this is new technology, you know, for the most part for us. And, you know, we're communicating through so many different means now that to your point, man, the best and most most useful is just face to face. Well, I was just about to ask you, I was like, do you think that as we continue to navigate the future, do you think that people will feel it necessary to improve our ability to communicate in person? Mm -hmm. Or do you think we lean more so much on technology that the idea of communicating in person seems a bit taboo? I think it's going, it's going to be both. I think we're going to use technology to make it feel as though we are in person. It's going to feel so real that we can see like there, we're going to be able to have this conversation with you and I, but you might be in a completely different country or whatever. It's going, you know, as technology grows, I think we're going to be able to, uh, have, you know, let's say we put on VR goggles right now. You can play a video game with your buddy in another part of the country. And you, and so it's, we're just going to take that situation and improve it. So now instead of, you know, your buddies in your head that you're going to see his true facial expressions, cause there's going to be a camera and they're going to see your, just like on zoom, you see facial expressions, yeah. right? So we're in that process of, Oh, we have meetings over zoom or meetings over teams and we play games with, with your buddies. So we're going to meld all this together at some point and feel like you're there. Yeah, and so really integrated experience. Yeah. So we're going to go back to that almost like in-person feeling, but through technology. Yeah. Yeah. Be cool. It'll be cool. I mean, I hope we're around to feel that, to be honest with you. It'd be neat. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, the communication that we use today, right. Isn't going to be in, in probably 30 years, isn't going to be even who knows if they're going to be able to listen to this podcast in 30 years because of the technology do you you have a i have a beta tape of elvis presley right like i'm never going to be able to look at that now somebody might say oh you can transfer it to a dvd and this and that and this yeah but at some point that ability goes away too and so that that thing that's you know the eight track let's say the eight track that i used to play in my mom's car i can't play an eight track anymore but it's there to your point um, when we were growing up and you'd look at like old black and white footage of basketball games, that doesn't look exciting. No, no. Right. 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 And now when I see old nineties, uh, highlights, you can see the difference in digital clarity. Oh, right. Yeah. And so to your point, at some point, if I can have like a VR experience of highlights, right. you're watching sports center in the yeah. morning from VR yeah. goggles. Yeah. Like, did you see that? Dunk? Did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're sitting with your buddy like, yo bro. Uh, Hey, you want to watch a, the Bucks last quarter of the Bucks game together on tomorrow morning. You're like, yeah, man. And you log in. You're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah. And you're, I drinking mean, coffee. Knows? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I, I think the 
The, well, uh, as you say that, if you don't mind me saying this, uh, one of the cool things I was just thinking about is when I was growing up, talking to my grandparents, I had to call them. Like, mm-hmm. We'd have a conversation mm-hmm. on the phone. And even then, I know I was a kid, so my attention spans like mm-hmm. five seconds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm done. But because of technology and to be able to have you know FaceTime or mm-hmm. WhatsApp or the different variables of visual connection uh, for my parents to see the boys and vice yep. versa, it just makes a completely different experience completely different growing up especially especially for the grandparents i agree i mean i i think we don't know the effect i think it's going to be a hugely positive effect for them to continue to see their grandparents like that through i i was lucky enough to live down the street from my grandparents growing up so so i saw my grandparents way more than my kids see my mom and dad even though we do still have facetime it was almost like three to four times a week so that relationship is always going to change as we as we move away from each other in the family circle. But uh, the ability to communicate long distance has drastically improved, which is awesome. Um, I think about it's funny you saw, talk about uh, grandparents with uh, Miles. I don't know why, but I was just thinking about how <laughs> I got kind of sad. How when I think about Tucker's grandkids, yeah. Like that's a long way away from us. And we had something to do with that. I mean, that's what most people would say is like what you think about in the fact of having kids is a legacy that outlives you and the possibility. So, right. Like Tucker is going to be talking about me to his grandkids. Right. And, but I will never know that conversation or the impact. I don't think so. I I shouldn't say that. I mean, that that's some people live to be that long, but. I, you know, we had Tucker later in life. And so there's a very small chance that I'll be there. Yeah. You know? And I know what you're referring though. Yeah. To the point of Tuck as a grandfather. Right. Tuck as a grandfather. That's what right. I'm thinking of. Like, gosh, almighty. How's that crazy? You know, like yeah. to see him older than me and think, man, what, what is he going to be kids, like? His children gonna, yeah. sitting there, you know, grandpa, <laughs> what was your dad like? And he's like, I'll tell you what, he was kind he was of an a hard ass. <laughs> Oh man, oh, we talked about had all these we talk- speeches all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, they oh, they knew everything. Yeah. yeah, they had this podcast <laughs> where they thought they knew everything. <laughs> you can't even listen to that podcast now. <laughs> technology, the technology in those days was horrible. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. Communication always, and for, you know, <laughs> we had a talk with Tucker today about you know how to communicate your feelings, right? And so, to your point. <laughs> It, uh, the way that your, your tone, you know, I, I kind of got, you know, upset and my, the tone in which I delivered my questions, like, what do you mean? Sharp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and then, you know, if, if you can breathe a little bit more before you start to speak or try not to roll your eyes or throw your head back and <sighs> God, like, because you already had a day. Oh, like, man. oh I didn't expect yeah. this to be yeah. something that serious. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that I, I think about where our lack of communication, where we can improve as people. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, are we so caught up in our own stuff that we can't learn how to communicate with each other? You know, um, here's what I'll say. You all out there are living a life and in that life you're looking for small wins, right? And maybe your small win is 
getting your favorite bike in a class or mm. the space that you have and, and like all these things. But then something interrupts that process. Mm-hmm. Either the latte that you wanted at Starbucks is out of, you know, whatever the flavoring is. Right. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin latte. spice is out. Oh, How boy. dare you? Yeah, not the beginning of fall. Right. How dare you? Um, and then I think about, like, because of that reaction, you know, how we communicate from there, right? Mm-hmm. And in this day and age, I'm sure we've all seen plenty of videos of restaurant workers and patrons having arguments mm-hmm. and getting into fist fights and yeah. all kinds of stuff. And so now I'm watching all this as a 40 something man and asking the big questions like, where the fuck are we going as a society mm-hmm. that we can't even just go to a store, order a meal and get the hell out of there and do the rest of your day. Yeah. No, because it's not the way you want it. You're going to throw it at the patron and or throw it at the employee. Yeah. And then the employee is what's supposed to just take that. Right. <laughs> right. Like I'm supposed to just take you throwing. Do you, you understand? I'm a human being. You I'm understand a human what's being. going to happen? Yeah, yeah. And I know this is a bigger conversation, and I don't mind going into it. But at the end of the day, right? I feel like one of the things we all struggle with is the fact that we all have the right to exist and to be here. And as I say that, the loudmouth clown who's doing dances on the train and mm-hmm. like the person who's asking you on the street if you want to save the whales and the mm-hmm. person who's like all these different people who annoy you mimes <laughs> like whoever the bush man you, in san francisco want, yeah the bush man in san francisco if you don't he know died, dude oh i shouldn't have talked about that no i'm just telling you like that sucks. he was yeah. he was a legend but he was awesome if yeah. anybody doesn't know there's this guy in san francisco on fisherman's wharf who would like literally had bushes all over his body so when he sat on the sidewalk, it looked like a bush next to like a trash can. And then he would just scare tourists. And <laughs> but like, <laughs> I want to be clear about this. People were giving this guy 20 bucks, yeah. five bucks, 10 bucks, 50 bucks. And it was like a show. Yeah. So all these tourists are giving him money. And then they all step back and watch as he sets yeah. up. Because once you get scared, annoying. he's like, just wait. And yeah. so then he goes back and everybody's like, oh, shit, who is he going to get now? Exactly. And everybody's kind of standing around and they know the deal. Like they don't like completely stare at him because they want to make sure that somebody else someone's gonna scared. get caught yeah yeah and then this and poor helpless <laughs> tourist is walking by getting shouted at by a guy everybody's taking bushes pictures. yeah and everyone's giggling at you imagine 10 people watching you get scared yeah. and then you're like on someone's instagram look yeah. at this idiot yeah it's getting scared sorry i got us diverted but i wanted to make sure everybody knew what the bushman was but, all but these everybody can exist have the right to exist yeah. Yeah. and my thing to say that is that then we have to communicate well right and so here's why i say that one of the things growing up that was told to me by my social studies teacher in uh, seventh grade that I remember Mr. Doyle shot out if he's still around. Oh my gosh. Uh, he said, everyone thinks that they're really um, accepting, right? Oh, I'm really open-minded. Yeah, totally. I'm really like, yeah. I think everyone belongs here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He said, you really believe that you're open-minded that I need you to be able to be open-minded to a person who's narrow-minded. So, all of you out there listening, mm. think of the most narrow-minded person you can, mm-hmm. the most unforgiving in their point of view, unwavering in their outlook of life. And then you're sitting there in a room with them, two cups of coffee, no bathroom for an hour. <laughs> Could you tolerate that conversation? Could you find connection or some kind of common thread? Mm-hmm. I think about that kind of stuff often. 
Mm, because yeah. I think about if we are supposed to be making progress as people, right? If we are, in fact, supposed to be evolving, yeah, right? In my mind, our ability to communicate with each other is probably going to be a factor. Yes. And so I constantly think, like, could I find some common thread with anybody in the entire world? And not just, like, we're all human, mm-hmm. but a real honest, <laughs> like... right. Yeah, that's that's a given. Yeah, I'm like, but a real honest, like, this is the food I like. These are the things I like to totally. do. This is what's yeah. important to me and family. Like yeah. all these things. How many? How many questions do you get? Five. Five questions. Five questions. What are your questions? I know the first one. So trying to find something in common. Yeah. For, for you, I'm guessing. Oh, I'm sorry. Guessing. Okay. Because I think you, we said this before, and I know you well. It's movies. Food and music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those three things. Those are three are always you, the ones I go to yeah. first. So then it's two sports. More. Sports, okay. Yep. And then it's uh, not necessarily travel, but mm-hmm. like places that you might have been. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, the, what's, like your, what's your favorite place you've ever traveled to? Exactly. Because, may, and maybe they haven't traveled and you go, okay, well, where would you like to? Right. And then it starts a conversation. You're right. Like, oh, man, you know what? I was at, I, I actually traveled there and I went to this, you know, city and I thought it was the best. You know, if you ever go, try to go here. Yeah. And like, then you start to create a relationship. And this person feels that the communication, I think what's important about communication is um, when it's, especially when it's one on one and face to face, that uh, you, you know, when the when you find a commonality, there become becomes a level of trust. Yeah, that somehow gets in your brain. Right, like you break down maybe one wall. There might be four walls up that you put up, but one of those walls starts to come down when you find a commonality, and so then you start to trust that person, and you start to feel comfortable, and then you're like you share a little bit, and then it, like maybe another wall comes down. So it's like these levels. Yeah. Right. I guess in my mind. No, no. I, I like that you say that because I want to tell this story as we're coming to like the last section of this. Mm-hmm. I want to tell this story. So you and I are traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forget which location we were opening at the time, but we ended up at, I think at, in Atlanta's airport. Okay. And we're in a restaurant and oh. it's a bar. Yeah. Yeah. Like the bar airport, bar airport, airport, bar, airport Sorry. bar yeah, area. Yeah. Yep. But they had food and stuff. And yeah. It's like yep. a half circle. Yep. I remember. Okay. Yeah. And I think it must've been eight people at the bar mm-hmm. total maybe. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so you and I are just chatting away, yep. right? As we do. Yeah. Similar to how we talk on the cast. Yep. And I think Vancouver gets brought up as a place to have yes. visited or something like yes, that. By like two people down or something. Right. We could hear they said something about it. And so Vancouver. then we, of course, chime in. Yeah. But our ways in. Yeah. Hey, friend, down yeah. there on the end. <laughs> you been to Vancouver? Love that city. Yeah. Because we had both. You had just finished your ambassador. Um, no, no. Did I go after you for the ambassador summit? I did. So you went to an ambassador summit there and then I went to an ambassador summit there. We didn't go together, but it was, we both had similar thoughts and experiences about Vancouver, which I highly recommend anybody goes to if they ever want to visit somewhere in Canada. And so as we're having this conversation, this is with all strangers, it's Mark, myself, and then these like six other people. Yeah. And we end up talking about all these different things, all from different walks of life. Yep. I remember that uh, woman who was a little bit senior than us mm-hmm. even getting our Facebook information because yeah. she had such a good <laughs> yeah, time in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And the reason I'm bringing that up is I was just really 
proud and I was really just so happy to be in a place like an airport, which everyone hates going to the airport. Yeah, I don't yeah. know anyone who's like, oh man, I can't wait to get there and have the best day of my life. Right. right. Like you, the only thing you might <clears throat> be like able to shine a little bit of light on the airport is if you have a little bit of time to get a drink. Right. I don't know why it's bad. I listen, I'm admitting it. Like, no, the, there's, I, I love a cocktail, I to be a I love a cocktail yeah. in an airport because that's the only thing that will make the airport. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an airport, an airport foodie. So oh. like maybe certain airports mm. have certain restaurants yeah. that are just like, no. this is the best. No, I'd rather just go to a restaurant outside the airport. Same. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it was cool. So we talked about Vancouver and then it went into a couple conversations about something else. Yeah. And then all six of us, or excuse me, all eight of us are having this conversation about Vancouver, about traveling, different yeah. areas, Literally. their backgrounds, their lifestyles. Yeah. The bartenders were chiming in. And it was just a happenstance conversation. And in that moment, I felt so confident that under any circumstances, you could find commonality with another person. Yeah. You can find something to talk about, experiences that we've all shared. Yeah. And in that conversation, you can kind of get hope. If any of you think like the whole world's going to hell, right? I still feel like there's moments where you remember, like, oh, we are all in this, yeah. and we all do have different yeah. experiences, and we all remember these things. Yeah. Whether you're someone who has kids or doesn't, is married or not, if you have, you know, uh, live in the city or live in a rural experience, yeah. Yeah. you know, different ethnicities, backgrounds, etc. We're not that far removed. I agree. Like from an evolution standpoint, I agree. we're not that far removed. So we got to be able to, you know, throughout history, we've always fought each other. But, you know, now that we get become more conscious about it and know different ways of, to, to solve problems other than war. Yeah. Like, I mean, knock on wood, you know, we haven't had, I know there's wars going on. I know Ukraine, I know tra tragedies in, in Africa are still occurring and, and just and, natural and we disasters. Have, we have to like in Hawaii and have to address that. But you know, from a global perspective, this is one of the most peaceful times we've ever lived in. And so we are learning. I think we are learning how to communicate. We are learning how to uh, respect each other, to have empathy for each other. And like you said, when you see those moments, like we did in the airport, you're right. It gives you hope that like the the good is going to outshine the darkness. Right. You know. And I do believe that if we as a people work on our ability to communicate, to listen, I think that would be what what would be the significant factor in how far we can really progress. Yeah. One thing that I want to finish, not we don't have to finish, but like kind of want to get close to the end here on some tactics that I learned or heard. I didn't make this up. Yeah. And I've heard this thing must have come around kind of maybe went viral a little bit because I think you and I talked about this and then I've heard other people talk about this is especially with my daughter and my wife because I think as uh, when you're in a really when you are in a relationship like uh, son or daughter uh, mother uh, father child like that type of relationship you try to fix things for people like sometimes you know if you say oh this happened or this happened I might think, man, I can't fix that. That's that's your family's thing. That's something's going on in your your life that I'm not going to be able to fix. But our kids or our wife and or partner, like we want to try to fix. You it. feel like you're a part of that. Yeah, and so like uh, your problems are my problems. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so you always try to provide a solution when they present you with a problem, and sometimes they don't want a solution. And so I heard this uh, um, example, 
an advice about asking the person, do you want me to try to help solve the problem or do you want me to just listen? So asking the question, like when you know that either your child or your partner or your wife, whatever, is having something go wrong and they want to talk and they start, they start complaining. I shouldn't say complaining, but you know what I mean? They're obviously presenting they're, they're to you with an issue that is not great exactly. for their life. Yeah. They are, they have a problem. Ask them, just simply ask them, would you like me to help try to provide a solution or would you like me just to listen? And I did that with Ellie one morning and, um, she was having problems. Uh, this was way back, like five, six months ago, maybe. She was having some problems with her friends at school. And uh, I go, would you like me to try to solve the, like, would you like me to try to give you some solutions or would you like me just to listen? And she goes, I think I want some s solutions, like try to get some solutions. I'm like, great. So tell me the problem. Yeah. And so she told me and we tried to work it out together. And she was like, thanks dad. And I tell you, like, that's only to say I've probably messed up so many times since then in conversations, but it was one win. I'm like, gosh, that's good. That's good advice. I agree. I, and I love those wins Yeah. when you can tell that you had an open conversation, that you had an honest conversation. And I think I don't want to speak for you. And I don't want to speak for other parents out there, but I think one of the hard things as for me is remembering that my children are already their own person yeah. living their own experience. Yeah. And I am simply a part of it. I right. am not it. Right. Totally. Right. And we often things were it. Think, yeah. Right. Think we're it. Like yeah. you're like, I know that my children are part of my life, yeah. but they are not, they are a part of my life, but they are also living their own lives. Right. Right. And so you're raising them to be the yeah. kind of people that you want them to be and hope that they can get there and all that stuff. But they already have the things that they like. They already have the things they yeah. don't like. They yeah. have the things that they're scared about. They have the things they're not scared about. Yeah. And none of those things might might not match whatever you right. think those things are. I mean, how many times are you, do you do something? <laughs> and we chalk it up to like them just being in a bad mood or them just having a bad day. But how many times have you been excited about something that you might want to be surprising your kid with? Or oh, like, man. and you're like, oh my God, I did it. And you paint this picture in your head. And then they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go. And you're like, what? Just broke what your heart. What do you mean? You yeah. just, it just breaks your heart. But they're living their own life. And at that moment, you're like, oh, shit, man. Is it now? Are you doing it for you or are you doing it for them? Right. And But then they also sometimes, sometimes it might be like, go visit your aunt Elma. And you're like, no, we're going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're still parents. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Things are getting done. You're not making choices yeah, here. I get true. it. But like. Awesome. They're living their own life, but they're still living <laughs> under my go roof. See, we're gonna go see family. That's <laughs> yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. My roof. Oh yeah, that's good. I think that's good. Good stopping point, bro. Good stopping point. Still my house. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, uh, hey man. Uh, here's the communicating with you, bro. Yeah. yeah hey man. Getting better each time. Yeah. Every time. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Good. Cheers. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers.